Hello, how can I help you? Yeah, can I get like 17 McChickens? Sir, this is Achievement Hunting 101. Hello and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101, the only podcast that's still working even though everyone else has taken the holidays off. I'm Vulgar Latin, and with me this time is a podcast panelagami. This, this combination has never happened before. It's a it's a 27th Miss Miracle. Uh, we have X the Hero. Hello. And Kushmoose. Hello, what's the over-under and what do we win? Yes. Is that a thing? I feel inadequate I now. I just said hello, and you're like, I got this whole <laughs> spiel prepared. <laughs> yep. And uh, Kenny, oh, oh no, Kenny was here, and then, uh, as it turns out, diarrhea, explosive diarrhea, again, for Kenny. Uh, spam out your modiums. I heard it was, it was in, in the closet, it. too. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, <laughs> one too many trips to the Taco Bell. To be fair, he, he just did say he wasn't feeling well, but we know with that. We know. <laughs> we, know. we know. We know. We know. We saw it on camera. We know. Why do we you have know. cameras in his bathroom? Why don't no, you? It wasn't, it wasn't in his bathroom. That's what's That's so right. Wrong. It was in the closet. Duh. Yeah. Because we're always watching, you know, waiting. Always from the shadows, but sometimes wearing a Superman outfit. So this time, uh, <laughs> we asked <laughs> our beloved patrons, which game or numeral two scheduled to release next year are you most excited for? Getting right into the topic of discussion. Koos, would you like to read out things from our beloved patrons? I would love to read out things. Scar says, ooh, same answer as last week. Silk Song. That is Hollow Knight, the sequel to Hollow Knight, for people who don't know. Assuming it releases in 2023 as planned, it's my most anticipated game. I love Hollow Knight. By all accounts, Silk Song should be a fun reinvention of that formula. Uh, I agree. I always like a good Vayner. And while I haven't put a whole lot of time into Hollow Knight just because of uh, reasons, uh, it is a good game. And I'm very excited to see what they do with the sequel. Uh, a Hyzo Shade of Winter says, Easily Diablo IV. I've waited long enough. And since Microsoft won't have Activision by then, it won't be Game Pass Day 1. Honorable mention to Octopath Traveler 2, Ooh. which for no good reason is leaving Xbox behind this time. Mm. And T-Rhythm, uh, final bar for Switch. T-Trhythm? I don't know. The I'm not aware. Theatrhythm, I think. Theatrhythm? Like theater rhythm? Theatrhythm? Well, obviously. Yeah. Obviously that's what it is. I have no idea what that is. Uh, Eruteric says, I'm going to agree with Ahizo and say Diablo 4. Ooh, I enjoyed playing through the third installment with my brother numerous times, so I'm really looking forward to the new one. I'm going to lose so many hours <laughs> to the game. And Jay Black says, I've been waiting for the System Shock remake for years. I loved the original PC game, and I can't wait to see what they do with it. Other games that are on my want to playlist is Alan Wake 2, Diablo 4, or Diablo IV, that's 4. Thank you, Jables. Uh, and Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, now, I heard a lot of Diablo 4s. And I love me some Diablo. Uh, the Diablo Immortal was fun. 
uh, but it was just a sample, a little teaser, I think, for more Diablo, true Diablo. And so when Diablo 4 hits, I'm going to be very excited. It's going to be very hard to pay full price if uh, Activision Blizzard King isn't part of Microsoft. Because uh, <laughs> I'm going to be tempted to buy it, but I know that there's a good chance it could be in Game Pass if they get acquired. Um, so that, that's a $70 game. Uh, or ninety if you want the, the little shinies. Um, or who doesn't want the little shinies? Or one hundred twenty if you want all the shinies. Oh, yes, okay. and, uh, I don't don't think I want them. That's that's a lot of money for I, capes and things. But hey, I don't want to. Is anyone else just concerned though? Like, have the last few Activision things really, or Blizzard things really grabbed you? I don't know. Maybe I'm don't want to get in the way of the Diablo train. <laughs> The last well, few Blizzard things have left me whelmed. Whelmed. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I love me some Diablo. Diablo 3, this was before and I was Achievement Hunt. Before I was an Achievement Hunter, I just went crazy on Diablo 3, played it on the PC a whole bunch. Uh, then when it came out the consoles, I was like, duh, yeah, I'm going to play that uh, again and again and again. So I've played it multiple times on multiple platforms. And really enjoyed it. Diablo 4, to me, looks uh, very action-y. Uh, it, it looks to me like a really good Diablo 3. And if that's all it is, I'm super happy. Um, if it's just more Diablo 3, I'm, I'm in. Uh, as far as other things I'm excited about, uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Now, I know you don't agree with their lightsabers and that <laughs> the physics aren't right. And they don't cut things like they should. And I get that. But the game is fun. Uh, and like like Diablo 4, if Jedi Survivor is just more of the uh, the previous game, I'm still okay with that. Um, uh, I'm also excited about Suicide Squad Kill Justice League because that group of developers did awesome things with Arkham. Uh, I'd love to see what's going to happen with that. And then when it comes to the indie scene, which I love my indies, replaced, I've been so excited for that. Um, just the, the, the eight bitness of it and the artistic style they've given to it, the motion, the different, all the different things they're doing in the trailers. I'm really excited for that. I could totally be crushed if it sucks, but, uh, I think it's going to be good. And the last case of Benedict Fox is a Metroidvania. Uh, it looks really cool. Uh, I just love what's coming. And, and of course the stuff that we don't know that's coming, that is always fun. You see stuff at E3, all these things are brought up and yes, most of them are pushed out years, but you do get some things in the same year. So uh, I'm hopeful that we'll see new stuff and hopefully some of that will actually land in 2023. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, but with Jedi survivor is what's going to stop you from singing it in the tune of destiny's child, because I keep doing that. I don't see a problem with that. Jedi survivor. I'm not no giver. Hey, I'm not going to yuck your yum. That's how you want okay. to play the game. Yeah, you that's go how, for it. Can I, I, I might. I you just might. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I could. Um, there's there's a few. And I, I, before you steal all of our other uh, stuff, I, I think oh, I, I, list off the whole release calendar. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll keep going. <laughs> well, before, He's got we, more. before we move on, though, too far. Um, I just wanted to give a little uh, flashback, I guess, blast from the past. If y'all recall, on episode seven, that was 
uh, 224 weeks ago. Uh, like it was yesterday. Like it was yep. yesterday. I uh, was the victim of some hazing where I was asked about Diablo 4, which I was uh, unaware uh, did not exist 224 weeks ago. So I tried to play it cool <laughs> and uh, yeah, walked right into the haze trap. If anyone remembers that. Remember that, that was my debut. Yeah, that was <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Let's troll the heck out of you. Oh, I didn't get hazed. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I got some uh, responses here. Eliphalet says, no question. Definitely most excited for Silkstone. I don't know. Hollow Knight would make me feel empty inside. Uh, uh, Hawkeye Barry says, Suicide Squad, kill the Justice League. Rocksteady does great work, and I'm hoping it continues. Uh, and Wild West 08 says Hogwarts and Alan Wake 2 are top of the list. I hope Hogwarts is light RPG like I have seen. I am intrigued what direction they take Alan Wake 2. I also have to shout out Starfield. I hope it's good. P.S. Ready for some Bioshock news. How dare you list more than two games? Come <laughs> on. Yeah. Hey, it's, it's all good. I, I am also... Uh, Excited for Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Of all of the things, it's the one I'm most excited for. I was the most excited for it last year. I'm a big superhero mark. Um, I love every Rocksteady Arkham Batman game. And the thought of killing all of the Justice League excites me in ways that I cannot adequately explain. I mean, why do you need to kill (laughs) the Justice League if James Gunn has already done that? Emotional damage! Oh. <laughs> no, I think the rest of the DCEU has done a best job killing the killing Justice themselves. League. <laughs> <laughs> Just, oh boy. We can watch a Zack Snyder four hour long special that kills the Justice League a speed run any percent. Oh boy. Uh, and then I, I would also probably throw it out to Alan Wake 2. Um, even though the first one is a terrible advertisement for Energizer batteries, I found myself really enjoying it. Uh, I even enjoyed American Nightmare uh, and the other stuff that Remedy did. Uh, Max Payne 1 and 2, which I think are getting brought back for the modern consoles this next year as well. It sounds familiar. I think that's yeah. true. That would also be something I'm very hyped for, but let's let's talk about actual new games and not me reliving my past uh, one video game at a time. Uh, but Alan Wake Two, you know, it sounds like a sounds like a bright idea. I, I hope it lights the path forward. Uh, you know, a light in the a light in the darkness and other illuminating puns. Can I ask a dangerous question? <laughs> yes. Are either of you guys? Do you even care uh, about Starfield? Um, I'll play it. Uh, I just... So here's the thing, right? Um, There's like a few Bethesda games that they made. They had a string of just out-and-out classics. Out-and-out bangers, right? So like uh, Morrowind, classic. Oblivion. I have some faults with it, but... Classic Skyrim, and it starts to lose me a little. Cause and then you know Fallout Three I love, 
but then Fallout 4 keeps getting more and more dumbed down. Not to sound like some great gatekeeping RPG purist, but most of the time I feel like their worlds are very big and expansive, but not a lot to do with them. Like in Fallout 4, I felt like, oh man, this is Boston, and it sure is empty and devoid of stuff. Like you can go wander around and enter in a random shop for literally no reason if you want, but there's nothing to do in that shop as opposed to like Morrowind, which had a lot of things to do and you could get wrapped up in a side quest that had nothing to do with anything and go off on a big jaunt and, you know, had a lot more depth and it's the way that you could set up your combat and your leveling as opposed to the bizarre system that they decided to do in Fallout 4 and replacing it with a bunch of systems that nobody ever cared about. Like, honestly, who even cares about creating a settlement in Fallout 4? I just don't. I have never met anyone that does. Why would I want to run a shantytown? And the moment I realized that I had to micromanage all of these people or they die, I just, because they were like, oh, we're hungry. And I was like, okay, I planted some crops. And they're like, we're still hungry. And then I realized I had to assign them to pick the crops. And I was like, <laughs> how did you survive in this apocalypse before I showed up? And it's and it just felt like some job. And I just wanted to explore. So I can't really feel, for those reasons, I'm cautiously optimistic towards Starfield. I'm sure it will score phenomenally well, and a lot of people will really love it, and they'll talk about it, and they'll release it for every platform that ever will be for years and years and years. Except PlayStation but... 5. <laughs> oh, no, they, 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 they might. I don't know. Like It'll probably be in a smart fridge near you. At some point in 2030, but it's hard for me to get excited about it when the last few, like Fallout 4, had just been sort of, and I'm even sort of about Skyrim, to be honest. It's good, but there's not a lot that I'm like, oh man, remember this in Skyrim? That was awesome. As opposed to Morrowind or even Oblivion and Fallout 4, which I could talk about for hours and hours. That was my long-winded explanation. Sorry. Thank you for attending my TED Talk. I agree with a lot of what you said, actually, so I won't repeat all of that. Um, I am a little concerned that Starfield is just going to be too big for its own good. I forget the number, but they're like, 9,000 planets. How many of those 9,000 are going to be completely barren with absolutely no point in visiting them? But we can say we have 9,000 planets, so I am a little worried there. (laughs) What? Yeah, it'll have a candle and spoons and plates oh, and right. nothing else and right, five exactly. gold pieces. <laughs> I don't know. I am excited for them to try something different. I mean, from the gameplay we saw, it's pretty much Fallout in space, let's be honest. But, I mean, if it is Fallout in space, I'm okay with that. As long as it's like Fallout New Vegas in space and not Fallout 4 in space. And I'll ask the dangerous question because nobody's brought it up. Is anyone excited about Harry Potter or the Hogwarts in Legacy? I mean, Maybe? apparently, Jurassic. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, but any of y'all, I know there are people here that are, but all right, I'm, I'm a, a Harry, Harry Potter, Potter guy. I'm a big Harry Potter stand. Read a very uh, eye-opening stance on it that I won't go into on the podcast, but it was basically boycott this game because it uh, brings to light, and the whole premise of the game is some very 
uh, sensitive political issues and discrimination. And yeah, look look it up if you're interested. Just the general premise of the game. It's kind of a kind of not good when you just spell it out like that. Hmm. Well, I like I like the shooty shooty and the magicy. Uh, I really like the Harry Potter series. So, uh, but I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm looking forward to this, but, uh, I am cautiously optimistic that it'll be a thing to play, uh, and won't be horrible, but I don't really trust any of these huge MMOs to just get it right, right away. Uh, And I feel like this is an MMO or MMO wish. Um, so I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that maybe they'll get it right. I'm not crazy excited for it, but I hope that it does well and that it gives me a reason to play it. Yeah. I don't know. Harry Potter just seems like one of those universes like Lord of the Rings where like there's several people that are worth following and the rest are just kind of like there. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like when they make stuff in Lord of the Rings where you don't play as any of the main people in Lord of the Rings, it's just sort of mm-hmm. like, uh, do you care? And I don't know. There's just some of that, I think. I think they're smart, though, setting it way in the past. At least my understanding is that it's way in the past. Yeah, I think it's pre, and, pre-events. Yeah. I don't know. I want to be a, I want to be a Slytherin, because I, I find that the idea of being a dark wizard, and they just allow you to, to train up and be an evil wizard, is, is sort of exciting. Or Slytherin evil a thousand years ago, though? I don't know. I mean, they're not really like evil always... now either, but well, I, I would say yeah. so. Well, I mean, they have some, with some bad noodles in their house, but they seek power and they, you know, and that's and, and, and advancement. That's kind of their thing. So they have a snake. <laughs> evil, no a literal one. <laughs> I don't know. That's in the, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just saying, <laughs> if you had a whole house devoted to people that could potentially become evil, it would be I that one. Try right, I'll, I'll give you that one. <laughs> they don't talk about evil Hufflepuffs. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> like, they don't talk about Hufflepuffs at all, but none of them are evil. Too busy reading books. Um, when, <laughs> uh, to answer my own question about Starfield, I'm not excited <laughs> at all. But like I said, I'm not going to yuck other people's yums. If you're happy for it, awesome. I'm happy for you. I'm happy that it, it's apparently a big get for a lot of people uh, for Xbox. And that's cool. Uh, I probably won't start it, but uh, uh, I'd love to hear that other people are having a good time with it. Um, that's well, all I've got to say. In about fact, um, Retstack said at podcast field, but uh, admits that I'm a sucker for Bethesda warts, bugs, and all. So you know, outside of our little uh, trifecta here, other people are indeed excited for it. Hogwarts bugs and all. I mean, Hogwarts, it's like an old castle. There'd probably be, like, literal bugs. Are we going to have bugs in space? And field, maybe, but on the star? I don't know. Anyway, you know where there are a lot of bugs? Uh, Scotland. So, Chewy said, I'm really out of the loop on what's coming up, and I usually play games a few years late, but a quick googly has yielded these ones that I'd definitely be interested in trying. The Dead Space remake, hoping it turns out actually interesting. Um, I read that wrong. Hoping it turns out more actually interesting. That's a weird sentence, Chewy. Then the trailers make it seem. And Atomic Heart. And I am so glad that he mentioned Atomic Heart because I was going to mention Atomic Heart. 
And uh, are you guys familiar with Atomic Heart? Yes. No. Um, I don't normally like first-person shooters, but that thing caught my attention, and it looks very cool. I am right there with you. I don't play a ton of first-person shooters, uh, but certain ones... I'm trying to not say exactly what you just said, but yeah, certain ones tend to catch my eye, and uh, that one definitely did that. It looks sort of like high-speed action, like Doom, like actual Doom, foof. Um, it, it's just sort of very gory, violent, over-the-top, fast-paced, cool setting-looking, cool guns-looking, and the myth, the man, the legend, Mick Gordon, uh, is doing the soundtrack, so that seems to be another... Uh, pay $60 for a soundtrack and get a free game with it, which I am all about. And it's coming to Game Pass. So, like, mm-hmm. that's just, like, seven wins out of seven. <laughs> in the trailer, they have this, uh, or in the the footage that they're showing, the gameplay footage, there's a boss fight with this big kind of round <laughs> boss, kind of like the, you know, the uh, the Incredibles. There's that, there's that robot that's just a huge sphere. He just made this uh, game so sound you, adorable. trying now. to fight this thing. <laughs> well, it's adorably deadly. And um, uh, so just trying to take that thing out with the weapons you have, it looks like just nothing works until they finally kind of show you how, you know, the the, the cracks in the armor. Um, I'm not going <laughs> to – don't want to give Fufu stuff to edit. Um, so, uh, so you can see the ways that you have to attack it start to kind of uh, make themselves known at, through that fight. And I'm, I'm excited because that's the one they're showing you. And the idea is hopefully there are cooler boss fights uh, that just blow your mind and just have all these other different things uh, that they're, they haven't shown yet. Uh, That's, so it looks cool. I actually hadn't thought of it like that. You're right. If that is the the showcase piece, they're not gonna they're not gonna show their whole hand right in the initial the first trailer. So you are absolutely <laughs> spot on with that assessment. You, you'd hope. <laughs> yeah, you hope anyway, right? Unless it's like a DC movie where they show you every bit of humor in the trailer, and then you don't need to go see the rest of it. <laughs> There is no humor. Ah. It's all it's all defeat. <laughs> I watched Batman v Superman. Oh, uh, a Chewy also. I uh, got a little uh, sidetracked by fanboying over Mick Gordon and Atomic Heart. Uh, but he also said the Fallen Order sequel and Deliver Us Mars and Lifeless Moon and Alan Wake too. And then he's uh, apparently more interested in upcoming games than he thought he was. And then I, uh, I want to just take the time to thank Chewy for responding on Life Day. <laughs> Time away from his pod. Away from Lumpy and uh, that B. Arthur uh, cooking show. Those who know, know. I was going to say, is this like some some weird (laughs) Scottish thing that I am unfamiliar with? Is it Boxing Day? Ah, No, it's... uh, No, (laughs) no, no. no, I'm so Star Wars holiday special. (laughs) All right, we can leave it at that. Um, My answer to... The question is Tales of Symphonia Remaster, which I have mentioned uh, a couple times on Discord on various things that I am super excited for. Um, Tales of Symphonia was my first Tales of game back on GameCube in 2003. Um, And I distinctly remember the story being super dark. And I feel like having played more Tales games that are known for their very mature themed stories that there's probably like a lot of more subtle uh sinister undertones that i did not pick up on when i was 13 so i'm just excited to experience the story 
and the gameplay is a blast, and the characters are a blast, and everything is well-written, and the world is great, and I really like the game, and I'm excited, and uh, I could just go on all day about it, honestly, but I will spare you guys the details, and I will just say that I have um, PVC figurines of the cast of Tales of Symphonia uh, from the original 2003 pressing that are now suddenly super cool and relevant again. So as someone who sounds like a novice to the Tales series, uh, could you tell us how it differs from like a Chrono Trigger or a Final Fantasy in terms of like the RPG-ness and systems and yeah, stuff? Yeah, okay. So Is there the, a big difference? Yeah, the, the – what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I forget what they call it. But the thing is uh, they are real-time battles. So think of it – it plays like an RPG and it has all the RPG tropes. But then the fighting system – or the combat system, I guess, is more like a fighting game. So there's combos, there's special moves, you have your, you know, your basic attack button, but then you have your, almost like Smash Bros, where you got your B up, your B down, left and right, um, and you can link it all together. And if you know what you're doing, you can get some pretty crazy combos. But it, the combat plays more like you would expect from a fighting game than a typical action RPG. And that's sort of the big appeal of the Tales franchise overall. Mm. Interesting. Now that sold it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I well, might check that out now. That's actually interesting. So Okay. No, honestly, um, I feel like I've, I've talked about a, a bunch of tales, but I don't think I ever did really mention the combat system. Uh, Vesperia is on... Well, Vesperia Remastered is on Xbox One. Um, has the same thing. It's a little more refined. Uh, refined, refined is the word I'm looking for. Um, I need a drink. This is how I talk when I don't have scotch in me. Interesting. Um, but it's the same sort of 3D fighting game sort of thing. And then they changed it up a little bit with the newest one, Tales of Arise, where they made it kind of Souls inspired, but it's not Dark Souls. It's that one's, I don't know. The, uh, the game was still a blast, but that one's just more classic, typical action RPG. But the old school Tales. Again, really, the only way I can describe it is think of a, a JRPG and, you know, Tekken had a baby. Hmm. Well, all right. And actually, it's kind of cool. Um, the All the fights, you can play local multiplayer. So it's technically like a single player RPG. But then every fight you can play with up to four people controlling individual party members. If you're playing solo, obviously, like, the AI takes over the other three. Um like Secret of Mana? Back on Super Nintendo? Yeah. I'm thinking of the right one? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, on the overworld map, uh, only one person can do anything. But then, yeah, once you get into combat, the other people can control their characters. It's pretty cool. Huh. Hmm. Well, all right. Uh, anyone else? I think we're ready to move on, but uh, thank you, uh, patrons, for... Your responses. If you want to join in on any future questions that we have, you can join our Patreon. Uh, we do ask questions dang near every week, uh, sometimes before Tuesday. But on that note, uh, we'll move it on to the, the game showcase. Anyone play anything really neat? I mean, I'll start off, even X, though I was just talking. Yeah, so I was fully prepared to come into this show um, uh, three hours before recording to talk about Borderlands 2 and Borderlands 3. So uh, my brother and I 
we went through all the Halos, except Infinite. We're uh, taking a little Halo break. I've, I've talked about that. Um, so we went and did Borderlands 2, wrapped that up, and now we dived into Borderlands 3, and we're playing that periodically. Um, I hate Borderlands solo, but it is a lot of fun uh, in co-op, so, you know, whatever. Um, but I'm not going to talk about Borderlands, because at about 7 o'clock, uh, Kelsey was like, hey, we should start a new game. So we looked, uh, you know, what's on Game Pass, what's co-op, and we found Space Lines from the Far Out. And, uh, well, if you want sort of overcooked uh, or think of the children in space, uh, this is the game for you. So it's uh, not a new game, so I'm not going to go you know, from, uh, from the bottom up, but like, it's, it's a lot of fun. I don't know if, uh, you have not played it and you are looking for a nice overcooked sort of local party experience. It, it's, it's going to scratch that itch basically. Um, I'm trying to think of like how else to describe it other than overcooked in space. I see from my friends list that neither of you have played it. Which is very disappointing, honestly. <laughs> I've looked at it, and <laughs> I was, you know, when I saw it, I thought, okay, is this moving out in space? Because if it moving is... Moving out? How did I not think I, of that? Yeah, it's that, it scratches that same itch, too. Well, that yeah, that's an itch I definitely want to scratch. <laughs> it's, uh, we've only, we went through the tutorial, and then the first, it might as well be the tutorial, the first sort of planet, but the whole premise is you own a spaceship or you you captain a spaceship i guess you don't own it and you're just transporting guests from a to b but while you're transporting them they're going to get hungry so you'll have to cook them food they're going to have to use the bathroom so if your ship has a bathroom great if your ship doesn't have a bathroom you have to find a porta potty in space and take them there otherwise they piss themselves and they get really grumpy and leave you a negative review um if uh, enough people do that uh, it will smell, so they'll puke in your ship, and then the health inspector comes on board, and you have to distract him with dancing. And then all this while, people want some in-flight entertainment, so you have to, you know, entertain them and dance for them, all while running around and not steering into asteroids, which Kelsey is really good at steering into asteroids. And there's like seven or eight things going on that you need to manage, but you can only power like six of them at a time. So... You know, I unplugged my stove to power the bathroom, but now someone wants food, so I'm going to take power away from the steering wheel to plug in the grill. Um, but now this guy's done in the bathroom, so I can take that power and reroute it back to the steering wheel. And it's just a lot of, I guess, micromanaging is the term, just like you would expect in Overcooked. Um, but it's sort of the feel free to do whatever you want. There's no prescribed order that you would get in moving out. And it's question. It's a blast. Yeah. It's listed as a roguelite on TA. Is that just TA being TA or are there roguelite aspects? Well, you the, hate those. Yeah. It's uh, I know exactly why they did it like that. And I would sort of disagree just to say, oh yeah, it's, it's a roguelite. Um, but I guess definition wise, it would make sense. So, like I said, we did the tutorial and then what might as well have been the extended tutorial and made it to the first real objective, which is to get not from A to B, but from A to Z. 
and you have to stop at a little space station every letter along the way. And every time you load up, it's a different, a different map. So it's like the core gameplay is going to be the same. Um, but like, I'm going to play level one and I'm going to have four passengers and two of them are going to be hungry and one of them is going to be bored and one of them will need the bathroom. And then, you know, Kush, you're going to play level one and you're going to have five passengers. Two of them will do nothing. And then three of them are bored or something like that. So it's not the exact identical thing every time, but it's not. It's not roguelite in the sense that you build progression as you go through. It's just every playthrough will be right. unique, but it's the so same. You're not gonna level game up skills that'll carry over into your right, future right, right. plays. It's just just every every run is random. There okay. we go. Yeah, to the point that even you can explode your spaceship if you uh, drive into asteroids, like my lovely wife does, and then you start over on the same A to Z, but the map is different. So. Don't drive into the asteroids. You can survive one, and then you're dead on the second, and then your robot boss gets all mad at you, and then he takes all your money, and then you have to change your company name and logo so that people don't know you're the company that blew up and killed passengers. That's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> it It's just silly, whimsy, good party game. It is online co-op and local co-op. Um, unfortunately, if you are doing local co-op, only the host gets achievements. But if you were doing online, all um, up to four can earn the achievements. Okay. Good I'm looking at the achievements for this, and these seem really high ratio for what they appear to be, or like for what they appear to be. They seem like they're really high ratio. Is that just like a Game Pass bump, you reckon? Or is some of these... Um, like one of these is like clean up, clean a toilet or pile of puke thirty times, and that doesn't seem like it'd be that hard with just a good amount of neglect. <laughs> um, so like clean a pile of puke thirty times, you have to, you have to let someone piss themselves, and then you have to let another Not guest right. You have to let another guest smell that, <laughs> uh, and then they will puke, and then you have to find a cleaning crew in space to clean your ship. So it's not. Mm. hard to do necessarily um it's just a little out of the way and one of those things that you'd have to sort of mess up intentionally or not (laughs) to have done um i'm scrolling through the list too and a lot of it does seem like typical game pass inflation um like here's one right here run out of gas five times for a 4.75 ratio you could do that in under 10 minutes actually you could literally start up your ship run out of gas Interesting. And like one for exploding your ship five times at four point three seven. Right, yeah. Find, getting shut find down by the health rates. inspector. Oh, I forgot about the like health a three, inspector. Three six nine. Yeah. Um. If yeah. if uh, enough people start giving you negative reviews, basically for sanitary purposes, uh, the health inspector will show up, and then if he finds anything, he'll shut you down, and then it's game over. You start back at the beginning of your, you know, your level stretch, your A to Z. Um. Or if he's like doing something. Like, there's a pile of puke there. You can just start dancing and distract him while somebody cleans the puke. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, look at that. It's, it's 18,000 people have gotten the first achievement, and by the second achievement, you're down to 10,653. The first achievement is just complete the tutorial, um, yeah. which, which is five minutes into the game. 
Although it do, it has a 1.03 ratio, so what the heck did people do first? I oh, I wonder if maybe well, if, I mean, you, gonna... if you join someone's game online, you can skip the tutorial. Uh, that could be. Hmm. Yeah, because you can complete your first route without having done the tutorial. Yeah, so yeah, I would I would do the it's tutorial. It's, it's less than five minutes. You know, it gives you the run of the game. I'm actually surprised yeah, it only it has a, a three star rating because I I don't know. Oh. I guess if you're playing it solo, it's going to be as dull and tedious as you know those other games solo. But with just the two of us, we're having a blast. Even though she drives into hmm. asteroids all the time. If only we knew someone who liked to play multiplayer games. I don't know. No one at all. <laughs> no one I can think of. So, space yeah, lines I was just going to say, Space Lines out. from the Far Out. It is on Game Pass. Um, it is on PC Game Pass. It has cloud gaming. It has touch controls as well. Uh, anywhere that you could possibly play a video game, it is there for you to try out. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I got I got nothing but praise for it. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. What you got for us, Volga? Thank you for that. Yeah, man. I played um, a, a a bona fide classic. Uh, one that was talked about, if you remember back all the way to level 157, uh, we heard about Shenmue, and it was on my RTDL, and I decided I'd never played Shenmue 1, I'd played Shenmue 2, uh, so I was going to give it a shot. Have any of you played Shenmue? No. Or know anything about Shenmue? I, I know things about it, but I have there, not played I it. know things about it, and... At one point in time, it was on Dreamcast, I think. Yes, it was the big mm-hmm. flagship Dreamcast. Yeah. It was the most expensive video yes. game ever made. Okay. At Quite the a, time. I feel Quite like I, I it. Yeah. played it at a friend's house, just because when they announced the remasters all those years ago, I'm like, oh, I think I know that one. But I, I don't claim to have played it. Just I know things about it. The job systems back in the day were like revolutionary and like oh i can do a job in a game fun there is there is so many things that are standing on the shoulders of giants (laughs) when it comes to shenmue like shenmue is the one of the giants that other things are standing on but sometimes it's not best to go back uh so shenmue is the tale of a 1986 uh japanese man named ryu Uh, his dad is killed and he is out to figure out why and uh you know, track down the killer. He watches it happen in his own dojo. Um, so as Ryu, you walk around, you get uh, money from your mom, and you get to the business of collecting gachapon things. Um, this is very important. You collect different gacha things, like Sonic and Tails, and Knuckles, the cast of Virtual Fighter, <laughs> and you look at them and like, those are cool. And then you go and you ask people about what happened in the very stilted uh, voice acting of the year 2000. And a lot of my fun uh, I had was listening to the dialogue of, uh, of Ryu. I was using a guide because I found the game to be very tedious. Um, but you just kind of walk around and you ask people like, do you know where any sailors hang out? I'm looking for someone that speaks Mandarin Chinese. 
and then someone will give you a really goofy accent like i don't know anybody that does that thank you and then you walk on um with a guide uh this game's pretty easy to complete i got about halfway through it um but it's uh great if you have other things to do because with the guide you can just boom i'm gonna go here i gotta go here okay now you gotta wait till seven o'clock and time moves not real time thankfully (laughs) very thankfully (laughs) But, you know, it's it takes about an hour for a whole day from like eight to, you know, 11. And I just had the great time. Like, okay, you got to wait to get into the biker bar. Biker bar, what you need to do opens at seven. And it's just Ryu standing in the rain waiting for a biker bar to open. And I just got a good giggle out of that. But you also have to keep in mind when you're playing this that it's made you know other things have taken this and built and done something with it and you could go and do things like explore and buy a soda or buy some milk get a job working at the docks is that the the infamous forklift yes (laughs) oh that that that's actually a story beat I am spoiling your story Uh-oh. of the forklift. Sorry, I'll take the blame for this um, one. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And because uh, you have to save up enough money towards the end. Um, it's it's very dated, would be how I'd put it, uh, charitably. Um, <laughs> and then you have a lot of quick time events, which were, I believe at the time, fairly new. Quick time events in the year 2000 were not something that just happened like that. Um, like you get a one where like there's kids playing soccer and then it's like, think fast. Otherwise you just get hit in the head with a soccer ball. Um, and then occasionally you'll get into fights and it actually has a very interesting fighting system that you can practice Kung Fu at the dojo. That's one of the things you could do to, to practice the time. You can buy scrolls at a pawn shop, learn your Kung Fu, wander into people. You can play uh, Hang On or, uh, oh gosh, what's that? Uh, Space Harrier. Space Harrier, <laughs> thank you. You can play that. That's one of the achievements at an arcade. Like this, which again, at the time, very groundbreaking, very big. You put a game um, in my game. Yeah, well, <laughs> well. And like all this voice acting and you can talk to anybody like you can basically if they're not like driving or whatever, you can walk up and have a conversation. It'll go nowhere, but you can do that, which is weird. But and the controls are a little little stiff and things like that. But like it's it's a game that I'm glad I played. But because there's so many things, like especially looking back, that are built off of what Shenmue was doing, but I don't know if I can necessarily recommend it to anybody from a perspective of, hey, I would like to play a new game. <laughs> I, I'm 15 and I've never played a game before. What should I play uh, with my brand new Xbox Series X? I, I don't know if I can recommend that to anybody. Um, but I, I will play. I plan on completing it it looks like it's about a 15 hour game a lot of that was spent if you're following the guide waiting in the rain (laughs) next to a convenience store for a tattoo artist to show up uh which is kind of fun i feel like Uh, yeah most expensive video game ever made i feel like you just made l really sad by 
saying I'm not going to recommend it because it's dated. And I agree <laughs> with you 100%. Like, games have been innovated so much that sometimes the old ones are hard to go back to. It doesn't have to be that old. Like, early 360 games are hard to go back to just control gameplay-wise. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a valid point. Like, hey, it's a good game by 2000 standards. But everyone it who played innovated. it originally, they're going to they're gonna look at it differently. You know, a modern audience versus, you know, that nostalgic point of view. So I think that's a, yeah. a valid point, and I, I like that you said it like that. I, yeah, I mean, I can't recommend it to, with the breadth and width of games that you can play in this genre, especially like open world. This is very open, early open world video gaming. This is, again, 2000, not... A lot of things had been doing this in the Dreamcast era where you could just have a city that you could wander around and go stop in a convenience store and just buy stuff. But, like, if you don't play this kind of stuff, like, if you aren't interested in the history and you just want to play something, I think you're going to find that the control's really stiff, the voice acting's really awkward, the story's just kind of there, um, and, oh man, the voice acting. And this is coming from... Like, again, I grew up with this sort of stuff. I I have an appreciation. I'm enjoying it. But I have to admit, you know, and there's there's old games that are on the Xbox. Like, you want to play an old game, like the Mega Man collections right there. Those games are great. Still hold up. Still amazing. But I can't wholeheartedly recommend Shenmue. If you'd like an education, if you'd like to experience something from the past um, and see what things were like. In the year 2000. <laughs> then yeah, sure, go for it. Um, but yeah, also I think Shenmue 3 is already out. It took them years and years and years. Because then there's like Shenmue, and then Shenmue 2 was like, short time later, that was on OG Xbox. Mm-hmm. It was an exclusive for that. I played that one. And then Shenmue 3 was way down the road. We'll never figure out what happened to that dude's dad. <laughs> Isn't Shenmue 3... A PlayStation exclusive? I believe so. What a weird journey. Dreamcast exclusive, Xbox exclusive, PlayStation exclusive. It's almost almost like they yeah, just go to the highest bidder. It, it, mm-hmm. PS4, and it is on Windows. So you can't play it on All Windows. Right. If you would like, it's a big Kickstarter uh, exclusive. Uh, or a Kickstarter-backed thing. Looks like... Yeah, but if you want that, it's totally there. And uh, yeah, you can buy it in a pack. There's also a collection. You you would be shocked to know that I did not play the collection on Windows. I actually <laughs> owned the Xbox version first, so I did not do the Windows collection. But at some time, I will. For those sweet, sweet collection points. I was actually going to ask if you are uh, enjoying it enough to hop right into Shenmue 2, or are you going to wait it out a little bit? Um, Seeing that I've already done Shenmue 2, oh. <laughs> probably not. I did it when I played that as a, like, on release, like, because of the hype of Shenmue, and I, I just like seeking out weird and different sort of things in video games. Um, But yeah, it's, it's very cheap. Uh, I believe it was on sale recently. You can get it for five dollars, both of them for five bucks. I played, I paid full price for them. I bought them before they even came to Game Pass. I owned them be, for their historic value, and then 
Um, me being me, just got around to them, you know, timely, very timely, several years after they released. Hey, if it makes yeah, you feel any better, listening now. I also mm-hmm. bought them uh, the first time they went on sale. There, it's a bundle of the, both of them for thirty. I probably got them for twenty four, and then they went on Game Pass, and now they're not on Game Pass, and now they're on sale for six bucks, and I still haven't played them. Yeah, if you're listening now, uh, the PC version, which is one and two, which is two thousand gamer score, even though it's mm-hmm. one game, uh, technically, uh, it's six dollars, and you have mm, three days from the time this airs. Uh, if you're listening oh. on the first day, to, to pick oh, it up for yeah, six I'm gonna, bucks, I'm gonna buy that now. Oh yeah, yeah uh, I didn't even realize. <laughs> yeah, it is, it's two separate games yeah. on Xbox, a thousand points each. Yeah. You yes. buy them as a bundle. Yeah, that- you cannot buy them separately. But then you get two separate yes. games. But it is one purchase combined on Windows with two K gamers. If your PC scores, can handle it, huh. and if your PC can handle it, <laughs> yeah. If your PC can handle the raw graphical power that the Sega Dreamcast could spit <laughs> out, quick time events. I gotta tell you, just as an aside, the Dreamcast was sick. I had a Dreamcast. It had a bunch of great games, a lot of weird ideas. Cannot say enough good things about the Dreamcast, the little the little console that didn't. Yep. Ah, uh, Echo the Dolphin. Yep. That was my. You talked me into buying one of those uh, about a month or two before they announced they weren't going to make them anymore. <laughs> I bought them after they were discontinued. I bought one for sixty bucks uh, oh. and a whole bunch of games because they were just like giving them away. Like, here, kid, and have some have Jet Grand Radio. <laughs> and Jet Grand Radio is great. That was the bomb. Uh, yeah. Oh, dude, that soundtrack. Whew. Mm. Play it for the soundtrack alone. Um, yeah, and I had a Crazy Taxi and uh, had a game called Silver that I really liked. I had Ready to Rumble Boxing. Whew. Dreamcast was great. Oh, um, one of the 2K basketball games that had Allen Iverson on the front. They made some good stuff back in the day. Me and old Sega. Weirdly, never played Sonic Adventure until it came to Xbox. <laughs> nor did I play Sonic Adventure 2. Nor did I play Shenmue. What about uh, Space Channel 5? Marvel vs. Capcom 2, the pinnacle of Dreamcast? No. Never had that one either. Um, but Jet Grind Radio, though. <laughs> so, yeah, that was Shenmue, though. That was... It's um, it's a trip. I can't guarantee it's one you want to go on, but for those of you who are are interested in diving into the video games past, you might you might find something there. I think it's overall a good historical note, but you know, mm. I have to say one thing to keep Matriarch from screaming uh, right now, and that's Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver uh, was also on the Dreamcast and amazing. I never had that. I, yeah. yeah, I, I was, I was limited to what I could find, you know, in small town, Nebraska. And this is before you could really just buy things. Well, at least we could, and, you know, the internet didn't really come to us until way later on. We heard they had internet out in California that way. <laughs> you know, we had to just stick with what was at the, what was at the Walmart in Hiawatha, Kansas. And, uh, some of those just didn't make the cut. But, uh, Koosh, what have you been playing? Anything just, are you burning to talk about? Oh, I am. <laughs> Let me tell you. Uh, so, shocking no one, once again, I played a Game Pass game that was leaving Game Pass. <laughs> uh, and that is 
That is Ember. Uh, and if you're listening, like I said, on release date, you have two days to complete <laughs> this. And it's doable because it only takes 20 to 25 hours. Uh, so what is Ember? Uh, Ember is an action game uh, on Game Pass. It is play anywhere. Uh, it's optimized for X and S, and it's got crossplay. I didn't do any of that stuff. I played it on my Xbox. It's also playable on Windows, uh, hence the uh, crossplay, uh, or the I'm sorry, the Xbox Play Anywhere. Um, and what you are doing is you are uh, a firefighter, and you start out with a water gun and an axe. Uh, I, think, I think those are the two things you you start out with. Uh, trampoline. Yeah, uh, trampoline. Uh, yeah, could could be the trampoline as well. Uh, <laughs> The very first achievement you're going to get is for completing the tutorial. Unless you... No, I think they actually lock you out from everything until you do the tutorial. Because we tried to do some online play, and uh, people had to finish that. It takes about five to ten minutes to do that. Uh, it just teaches you the basics. Uh, fire burns. Ouch. Uh, <laughs> if, you sp- if you spray water onto uh, floors with open wires, you're going to get electrocuted. Uh, it's, it's a very cartoony style. Um, and it it's kind of a cross between like a first person uh, shooter ish uh, because you are in that mode uh, and you're hacking apart boxes and you're spraying water. So you kind of got your first person shooter there, but also mixed with a little bit of human fall flat. Um, there's oh. just some weird <laughs> physics. There's just, uh, there's some goofiness uh, and some things just don't work well. Uh, so when I first played this, when it came out, I, I played it on the cloud uh, and I thought, okay, what have I done? Uh, and then I never went back to it. I got that first achievement. I just never went back to it. That was January. Oh, I can see that this year. January seventeenth. <laughs> the first. And then your next achievement, December nineteenth. <laughs> yes. Uh, then almost a full year later, I picked it back up because it was leaving Game Pass, and um, uh, foolishly talked Matism and uh, what the fuck into doing the same thing. Uh, so we all jumped in, and uh, it ended up being a lot of fun. Uh, we, we played this in multiplayer. Um, and just kind of jumped in together. And um, the good strategy for that, if this game ever goes on sale, let me just let me just start out and say, if it ever goes on sale for like five bucks and you've got a crew that you regular, regularly play games with, I would pick it up for five bucks for everybody. But um, yeah, we, we got together and we, we just started knocking things out. And um, you can very quickly earn a bunch of money and get the good equipment. Uh, every piece of equipment that you have, you can upgrade uh, there's three types of currency. There are ways to farm the more rare currencies, like gold coins and diamonds. Uh, and there's a really good way to do that. And if you have three people, it goes really fast. Because what you'll do is you'll, you'll play a particular game mode. It's called Demolition. You'll start the very first house in the game. And you'll assign one person to go to one area, one person to go to another area, and a third person to go to a third area. And one of those... Uh, has a chance of having gold or a diamond. And if you complete that mission, every three times you complete a mission successfully, there will be a gold randomly in one of those locations. Every seven times you've completed a mission successfully, there'll be a diamond. If you get to that magic number of 21 successful missions, uh, you will have a gold and a diamond on the same mission. And that's your sweet spot. So you'll, you'll want to get to that point, uh, and then you'll, you're going to want to fail that mission until you have enough of the special currency. Um, and so you'll go, you'll collect the gold, you'll collect the diamonds, you'll put them in the back of your truck. You'll then fail the mission, choose to abandon it. Those will now go in your inventory, and you just keep doing that. With three people, it goes very quickly. 
because you know one person goes and says, I have nothing to do, and the other two people basically load up the truck. So we did that. We, uh, we got a lot of the currency that way. Uh, we also found, um, thanks to TA, a, a quick way to just farm money. So we did that. Uh, those are things, you know, the money you can do solo, uh, and it's probably faster to do that solo. Uh, the rest of the game, um, completing, you have to complete every level to a five-star uh, rating. And what that requires you to do is to save everybody uh, that's in the building. And that's where the fun comes in, because <laughs> mistakes happen <laughs> and clients die. Uh, and, I like and, that you're laughing die. while saying that. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm just remembering. <laughs> uh, I shall not name names, uh, and Mattison will thank me for that. And uh, what he, what oh, I'm sorry, what someone would do is they would put a parachute on a person and then try to launch them off a building, or at least that's what they tell us is that they put a parachute on a client and they threw the client off the building, uh, and then they would just plummet to their death because the parachute <laughs> didn't work or he didn't actually put the parachute on them. Uh, and then you have to restart the mission because we're only there to get a five-star. Uh, and then you have uh, other times when you go into a room to collect something and one of your friends sneaks up behind you and smashes an explosive barrel and you die. And that's fun, too. Um, so there's there's all kinds of ways to have fun, including turning on the electricity when one of your, one of your friends is on uh, an electric grid. Uh, that's kind of fun to do, too. Um, and, yeah, this game is just a blast to play late at night. Uh, with a couple people uh, and, and just blow through these levels. Um, I, I'm not seeing a whole lot here that's difficult. Uh, oh, the enemies are Canadian, so that's funny. Hey, Hoser. Um, yeah, yeah, Hoser. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's uh, he's throwing maple. You, you know, the very first boss fight is in a maple syrup factory, uh, and he's throwing flaming boxes at you, and you have to throw them back or electrocute them. Um, it's just a fun game. I, I would not recommend it at the current price. Uh, you know, of $20, that's that's a bit steep, especially if you're going to solo grind it. Uh, because if you didn't have the knowledge of how to do the special currency or to do this really quick money grind, you would take forever. It really would just take forever to, to grind up to that point. Um, so I can't recommend it as a single player game. But like I said, if you have a crew of people that like to get together and play stuff and this game goes on sale for like five bucks or whatever, I think this is a good time. Uh, for you know, for a small group, you could have four people in a party, I believe. But if you do that, a lot of the five star missions and stuff like that, uh, you're going to have one or two people who are just not doing as much, and it might not be as much, uh, might not be as engaging for them. Uh, but yeah, Ember was a fun time. Uh, we slammed it out. We all got it done in a period of about. Let's see how many days did we do that? Uh, it's like five days, six days, something like that of, of you know just playing. A couple nights we took off, but um, we got together for a couple hours a night and knocked it out. Looks like I I put 26 and a half hours into it. Some of that was watching TV uh, and and just doing a little bit of stuff here or there. But yeah, Ember, another great game that uh, I didn't really get into until I was prompted because it's leaving Game Pass at the end of the month. <laughs> that seems to be a thing lately. I... And oh, you didn't even mention my favorite part, which is that the premise is that you're like Uber for firefighting. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I should I should just said uh, every every map has multiple game modes. One is you know get the clients out, uh, you know stop the fire. Number two is destroy the house, you know make things burn. Uh, then there's like an Uber Eats or an Ember Eats. Sorry, <laughs> you have to break in and put out fires and things like that and get to the customers, but. Each one wants something different. So, like, this guy wants a soda. So, you're going to take a soda from the front of the house, find them. Uh, you have a little viewfinder that will allow you to look 
through the house to see where people are. And the in the Ember Eats mode, you'll see who wants what, so you know what to take to them. Uh, you can only carry one thing at a time. If you spend money, you can um, carry something and use your axe. But initially, you can only carry the thing. You have to set it down to use your axe. So, um, yeah. And uh, there are other game modes, too, like um, uh, Salvage. So you'll go into a building and just throw stuff out the window. And everything that doesn't catch on fire, you get credit for. Um, but, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of fun to be had there. Um, so I, I definitely would recommend it at a lower price with a group. Yeah, I'm waiting for a sale. I, I unfortunately missed out on this one, but I I did really enjoy what what I played, even though I played it solo. I, I, I found that the theme uh, just hit for me. So, yeah, Embers looks like a good time when that goes on sale, which might be soonish. Who knows? <sighs> Speaking of sales... Or, sorry, did you, you get Goosh? I don't want to Well, yeah, sail they'll, they'll probably throw DLC on it next week, so... Yeah, no, yeah, yeah title there we update. Go. The game pass away. For, for, for your boyfriend dungeoning. Um, speaking of sales, do we have anybody want to talk about the sales that went on the last sale of the of the year of our Lord, 2022? Ooh, it is the last sale of the year. Um, I scrolled through, and none of the titles caught my interest. Um but then I like looked at the percentages, and I saw Phantom Doctrine for eighty-five percent off. Uh, I had never heard of it before; couldn't have told you anything about it. Uh, but eighty-five percent off, six dollars down from forty dollars, got me to click on it. And turns out it is a turn-based strategy uh, RPG set during the Cold War um, in the style uh, like it, it, an XCOM game, basically, uh, with a focus on stealth tactics uh killing killing some commies cia versus kgb um gameplay it's just a typical you know top down uh what isometric view turn-based strategy but the setting seems awesome and it has never been on sale for actually it almost never goes on sale uh and it's never been on sale for six bucks so i've spent six dollars far worse i'm gonna go ahead and pick that one up just to uh kill some KGB agents, you know, what's nothing wrong with that. Um, it does, I'm not going to finish it though. It, 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 the estimates are all over the place on TA ranging from 40 to 50 to 120 to 150. How long to beat says the campaign is about 30 hours, but the completionist is a uh, hundred plus. So definitely a long haul. Um, but I feel like that's to be expected from any of those XCOM like games. They are all, quite long completions uh but it looks like in the 30 hour campaign that will get you most of the achievements and um if i mathed right about 650 gamer score so not too bad but yeah that's phantom doctrine i'll definitely be picking that up for six bucks uh i also i have an anti-sale uh if i may so who pressed mute on uncle marcus um has been on sale for nine dollars and nine cents it is currently on sale for $10.39. That is an extra $1.30, my friends. That is unacceptable. Do not buy it on this sale. Wait for it to go cheaper. That's a whole McChicken kind of, that depending is. on your sales tax. Is a McChicken still a dollar? I thought they were two now. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You work from home. You don't uh, have a, a rough day and stop at McDonald's <laughs> on your way home. 
I don't. I, I stopped drinking, so I stopped the need to pick up a McChicken at two a.m., <laughs> which is the only time to have a McChicken. Am I it's right? One of the best times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't taste like regret when you're hammered. <laughs> well, no, now I, I kind of want to make chicken now. <laughs> well, you could what save you- it with the money that you didn't spend on who becomes <laughs> mute on Uncle Martin. There we go. There you go. <laughs> Uh, Koosh, what about you? Well, I want to talk about Bloom's TD5. That's Tower Defense 5. It's 750 down from 15. This is a Tower Defense game. Uh, it's the first time it's ever been on sale, which is fantastic. It's 120 to 150 hours. So if you're one of those people that needs to finish your games, walk away. Uh, it, it takes a long time. Uh, but these games are fun. I, I'm currently chipping away uh, very slowly, just every night, doing a little bit of something here or there, you know, Sometimes I'll forget a week or two on Bloom's TD6, uh, which is uh, cross-play. I don't think Bloom's TD5 is. I think it's only on Xbox. 5 is uh, only is on Xbox, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is only on Xbox. So you're going to be landlocked when you're playing that. Um, uh, yeah, so if that sounds interesting, check it out. It's a fun game, uh, and uh, I like it. Uh, next up, Everreach Project Eden. Is three dollars and seventy four down from twenty five. Once again, just like UX, I was looking at percentages, um, and that's a pretty good percentage. Heck yeah. uh, this is a third person shooter. It's uh, estimated at five to six hours. There's only ten achievements, which is normally a red flag. <laughs> um, and and there's one multiple conversation based missable achievement. However, TA uh, the, the solution on TA will kind of guide you through what you can say to get it on your first playthrough. It doesn't look bad. It doesn't. It's not going to knock your socks off. But for three seventy four, a third person shooter, which is my one, probably my favorite kind of shooter, um, I'm, I'm picking this one up, and uh, I'll regret it. Maybe have a you know McChicken sandwich later. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and finally, uh, just a, a public service announcement: the recharged games are all almost fifty percent off. That's Missile Command, Yars, Gravitar, Breakout, Asteroids, Black Widow, Centipede. And just to uh, clear the air, this is not a collection. These are individual games, all worth 1,000 no. gamer score. And they are updated versions of the classic games. Uh, the Missile Command uh, plays really well. That's the first one I picked up. Uh, I'm probably going to pick up uh, Black Widow uh, just because, you know, that's my, I really like that uh, kind of twin stick shooter. That's look, looks like that's what that's going to be. Uh, and Gravatar looked pretty involved. I don't remember playing that originally. So I might pick both of those up. Um, but if they ever put out a, you know, a compilation or a sale on all of them, that would be the time to go. Obviously, after I bet all, <laughs> all of them one, individually, when they'll do that, do it. Yep. Do so, it. We appreciate your <laughs> take one for the yeah. team. <laughs> I'm taking one for the team, and eventually, once I get there, you guys will get your uh, your your package deal. So there you go. All right. Oh, I should, I, oh, I should mention the price. So 50% off, meaning five dollars down from ten. One or two of those are like seven or eight bucks. But uh, check them out. I just want to nice. point out um, that is Yars, Y-A-R-S, and not Yaris. Correct. Not Yaris. The game about the car that you didn't have. Right, yes. yeah, mm-hmm. not that one. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at uh, the sales, and you know nothing really spoke to me, but then I tried to see about stuff that had never been on sale before, and I found it. The piece of DLC that's going to change the way that you look at Dragon Ball Fighter Z forever, the girls pack 
$0.99, cents, down from $2, it's a stamped collection of three famous heroines from the Dragon Ball universe, Bulma and Android 18, but also Android 21. Oh. So if you're looking and you're playing Fighter Z and you're like, I need a sticker that I can use in the online lobby, but also maybe replay mode to express myself and also interact with other players, then you can for $0.99. Cents. That's a steal. <laughs> I just imagine there's someone somewhere that's been watching this like, I want that sticker pack, but I'm not buying it till oh, it goes God. on sale. <laughs> that's less than the price of a McChicken. I was going to say, for they basically can buy a McChicken and this now. Yeah. Uh, this, the stickers. Whoo. Um. And then, uh, we don't have any games with gold news, but I will allow you to fill in the blanks with whatever is announced. It was really good. It was kind of meh. Oh, it was terrible. Just fill in with whatever uh, uh, fills in for you. Same with Game Pass news. We don't have any. We have the same games that are leaving Game Pass on the 31st, but as of the time of recording, nothing's coming in. But boy, they'll be really good. Yay! Or they'll be terrible. Will they be? I feel like it's way too long. I feel like the the standard though, like the girls pack DLC should be like is it is it a better <laughs> games with gold than that, or is it more disappointing than that? That should be our metric from now on. Is it worth the McChicken? Yeah. How many McChickens is it? Mm. Is it <laughs> worth its a... weight in McChickens? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many as our new McChicken weight of, uh, of going through games. <laughs> Is that uh, worth want... 15 McChickens? I don't know. Mm, I don't know. Marvel Midnight Suns, that's at least 70 McChickens. Is that as much enjoyment as I'm going to get out of that game? Well, do I have to do them all at once, or can I spread oh, them out? <laughs> mm. Well, since it's McDonald's, it's theoretically good forever. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it never molts. Put them on the shelf. You're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll last an eternity. You and the McChicken. Uh, speaking of games, you can count your McChickens on the 31st. Uh, that's going to be like, you have like a day or two. Uh, Mortal Realms, Vampire Wars, Tropic of Six, Scarlet Nexus, Secret Neighbor. Don't do Secret Neighbor. It's terrible. Outer Wilds, Garogia, which is great cheese, the Pedestrian Ember, and Iron Harvest. Uh, so there you are with that. But I think... For now, we're uh, reaching the point of uh, time where we're going into into some brag camp. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. So, in completions, I'm so sorry, has reached a new milestone, 100 completed games. Shadowless Edge, 450. Domain, that's a cool tag, 650. And Mental Knight 5 has 1,650 completed games. In streaks, Mental Knigget 5 has a 100-day win streak. So does Redemption Denied. Scaravese has a 400-day win streak. ASU Unknown has a 500-day win streak. Benel 72 has a 650-day win streak. Sniped by Girls on a 3350 win streak. Blue Thunder has a 3500-day win streak. And in some well, I kind of mixed it up because I, I can't do math. But Luke seventeen thousand is a one year win streak. Bastion Readers on a five year win streak. Firehawk Delta is on a ten year win streak. 
That's just the letter D. I'm weird and do's NATO. Uh, Big L is on a 10-year win streak. It's our time to praise you, buddy. We're really, really glad. Good job, buddy. Yeah. You did it. His kids aren't that old, right? His streak is older than his kids, I believe. Yes. Yeah, all right. That is true. That is One of his kids, I believe. That's yeah. pretty cool, man. I just imagine, you know, your wife's in labor, and you're probably on the Windows phone at that point. Just come on, just get one, get one, get one. Classic. Classic. Almost as classic as Gamer Score. So Mikey710, 450,000. Star of AC, 600,000. Cerebral Assassin, but it's actually like Sir 3 Bra 1 Azizen. I'm just picking on you, I'm sorry. Also 600,000 Gamer Score. Bastion Reader, 700,000 Gamer Score. And Septic Earl, 1 million Gamer Score. Welcome to the club. Nice. Uh, in the leaderboards, Ace is now in the top 200 of the Canada Achievements 1 leaderboard. Alicia is now in the top 50 of the England Gamerscore leaderboard. Bastion Reader, who was just mentioned not too long ago, is in position 4 in the USA True Achievement Difference leaderboard for Windows Shoot'em Up Games on a Thursday. <laughs> Bastion Reader is also now in the top 10 of the Max Possible Completion Presence leaderboard for Windows Shoot'em Up in general. By 571 is now in the top five of the Wisconsin Gamer Score leaderboard for music. Casual Exile, number one in the New Zealand TA ratio leaderboard. Chesno in the top 100 of the England TA difference leaderboard for fighting. Dark Lord Davis is in the top 10 of the Kentucky Gamer Score leaderboard for arcade racing. Death Dealers is the top 10 Ohio Gamer Score leaderboard for management. Uh, Inferno 118 is now second in the Pennsylvania True Achievement leaderboard. Nothing after that. Second in the Pennsylvania True Achievement <laughs> No, that's pretty cool. Pennsylvania is like a weirdly yeah. weirdly competitive state. We got a lot of hot shots here. So good for you, Inferno. Nice. Uh Kawi Ninja Rider 7 is now in the top 20 of the Gamer Score leaderboard for simulation, the top five of the USA Gamer Score leaderboard for simulation, and the number one in the New York Gamer Score leaderboard. For simulation. Legohead 1977, now in the top 50 of the England TA Difference leaderboard. Lucas 1987, top 10 of the Gamerscore leaderboard for puzzle. Man, there's a lot of these. Matthew Who <laughs> Matthew is now in the third of the Ireland Gamerscore leaderboard for arcade racing. NBA Kirkland, top 50 of the TA Difference leaderboard for collection. Watch out. <sighs> Watch out. <laughs> uh, Northern Last, top 50 of the True Achievement leaderboard for point and click. Uh, quick Don't Die is now second in the South Carolina True Achievement Leaderboard for Competitive Ratio. That's kind of cool. Uh, Scarves is now in the top 50 of the Pennsylvania Achievements 1 Leaderboard for Platformer. Did you know he was from PA? I did not know that, actually. I just had a my eyes lit up for a, probably the exact same time Quaker you did. Quaker State represent. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, and finally, Sir Polygon is now in the top five of the True Achievement Leaderboard for On Rails. When we come to submissions in our Brag Camp channel, is it Brag Camp? I can't remember exactly. What it, is. I guess Brag uh, it is Brag Camp. We've got, there you go. We got a channel for bragging. And if you tag Big L, he'll read stuff. He's not on the show this week. You may not have noticed. Uh, so I went through it. I perused. I saw some stuff that was cool. And yes, Septic Earl, as mentioned previously, hit 1 million and it took him 15 years. He commented on that there. That's pretty cool. That's, uh, that's He's a long just trying. He's just trying to get a better gamer score. His name's Separate Girl. <laughs> I wish I knew the theme music. Uh, Chesno, <laughs> Chesno uh, tricked someone into in being engaged with him. Woo. So good job. Must be, must like dogs. Must love dogs. And uh, I 
Didn't write it in, but I'm going to talk about it. I completed a rise, a simple story this week. Uh, I talked about that um, once or twice previously when I started it, when I kept playing it. Uh, and let me just say that game is totally worth it. Uh, I had mentioned that uh, what the fuck said, hey, this is a Koosh game. And then later uh, he said, "This is not, I don't know. It's not a great game. Uh, well, I'm here to tell you it is a good game. Uh, when it goes on sale, pick it up. It's a fun platformer. It's got a little bit of uh, dust in the eye at the end of the story. Um, I liked it. And yeah, I you're, just trying to, you're just trying to get a rise out of people. Uh, yeah, that's me. And that's what we got. If you uh, want to have your stuff read, go to the Brag Camp, tag Big L on a week where he's here, and he'll read it. I just wanted and to. That's... Oh, sorry. I wanted to give oh, like a, a quick no, okay. PSA sort of thing. Anyone in the Discord is well aware, uh, but TA had a huge influx of people signing up that have boosted pretty much everyone's ratio at this point. Uh, so if you are on TA but not regularly or you don't check your own page, uh, check. Just check your stuff. Um, everyone got a nice TA boost, TAD boost, ratio boost. Um, I was actually thinking like a bunch of these leaderboards, like some of the more obscure ones, could have been bumped up just from all the, the new people signing up. So if you are into those stats but don't regularly check TA, uh, give give your page a look. I think you'll be quite pleased with what you see. Yeah, I went up uh, went up several uh, percentage points doing nothing. Money for nothing and the chicks for free. It's great. <laughs> Absolutely. It's the way I live my life. Uh, and on that bombshell, I think the panel part is over for the year 2022. And what a year it was. Mm -hmm. uh, we are available to find on most of the social medias that you can think of on Twitch at twitch.tv slash AH101, where we'll be doing a live show next tuesday mm -hmm. question mark and i think we're gonna be drinking uh well at least fufu and i will be drinking hot cocoa spiced with old bay yeah if you bring me on i'll do it too why not ah. uh, <laughs> yeah we're on twitter at achievements 101 discord uh at discord.io slash achieve at ah101 sorry discord.io slash ah101 uh, if you would like to support this madness, you can at Patreon at patreon.com slash achievementhunting101. And you can also find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash achievementhunting101. And that is level 231. Happy New Year, everybody. May your year uh, 2023 be a blessed one uh, and have many, many good things. And of course, the last word of the panel of 2022 uh top three figurines in my game room number three beautiful joe number two gardevoir and number one the entire tales of vesperia cast and the tales of symphonia main cast is that not four well i, I lumped them yeah, that sounds like i several. lumped them together <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say that's okay all right uh, knowing me <laughs> i'll allow it all right be good people everybody <laughs> bye-bye see ya Hello and welcome to One For You, One For Me, the show where uh, I find people and we pick games to, to play with one another. I don't know, I'm still workshopping the intro. With me this time is Wild West 08. How are you doing today? I am doing good. How are you doing? Oh, I am I'm great. It's currently a Friday. So it is. Best day of the week. 
I'm a Saturday stan, but Friday's pretty close. Saturday's, you don't get to do anything all day, and the next day's you don't have to do anything traditionally. That's true. That's true. So, um, but yeah, so the way that this show works is the first episode is that uh, we've picked a game. So I've picked a game for Wild West. He's picked a game for me. Uh, and then, um, then actually, we're going to stop recording. Uh, but for you guys, it'll be almost instantaneously. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about the games that we picked. Uh, but for right now, we're going to talk about the, uh, what game we picked, why we picked it uh, for the other. And uh, then we'll talk about the experience afterwards. Sound good? Sounds good. Uh do you want to start it off and say what you you picked out for me? Sure. Um, so I looked through some of your games and kind of, we kind of workshopped a little bit just to make sure we would uh, choose a good game for each other. And I landed on Doom Eternal for you. Nice. Um, I saw I saw that you uh, had rated the original Doom and Doom Two five stars on TA. So I figured you'd like the series, and you had finished I think most of the. Uh, Reimagined version, or however you want to call it, for yep, twenty sixteen, twenty sixteen version, yep. And so you finished most of that, and uh, figured you liked the the series enough, and and got the uh, multiplayer achievements done for the the new one. And so I figured, why not uh, get going with the story and see what you can see what you feel like for that. Yeah, it's uh, it, it is one that I actually bought the day that it was released, and really? I bought it, and I was real excited about it, and then I never played it. <laughs> well, it sounds like this is a perfect game for you. Then it's it's, it's a perfect opportunity uh, for me. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big Doom fan, so it is. Uh, yeah, it it's it'll be interesting to see uh, what I think about Eternal. So I picked for you. Uh, seeing everything that you said and uh, the games that you like to play, getting a general sense of everything. And then um, I, I, I picked Tunic because uh, a Game Pass game. Uh, yeah. I had played it. I really liked it. I thought it was uh, a, a nice little game, not too long, um, though you could dive really deep into it if you want. And, I, you know, I, I, I just want someone to talk to about Tunic so we can have a, a nice, intelligent conversation about <laughs> about that when we get to the end of it because yeah. by the time I had beaten it uh, everyone was just like yeah oh yeah we did it like months ago where were you? Yeah I think uh, Kush <laughs> kind of took the, the lead on all of that with Tunic and so by the time you get around to it you're just like okay well now I can't talk to anybody about it and I want to. Yes and so uh, that's got to be you I think you'll like it uh, as a I, I I was not oh, like as positive as other people, but I'm interested to see what other people what you know, other people will think, and I think it'll be a fun later part of this episode to talk about it. Um, yes, uh, same for you. I uh, I enjoyed that 2016 version of Doom, and I've been meaning to get to it. It's on Game Pass. Like it was an easy choice as well because you don't have to go out and buy anything, and so I'm excited to see what you think about it. So I can hopefully it'll motivate me to start it as well. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I got that, and I actually also own the DLC pack for that, so I will there I will see if I can't add that on. So, yep, through the magic of editing, we'll be back almost right. All right, it's times past. Wow, did we just inject a full game into our minds? Yeah, I I blinked, and then uh, was it tank or dozer? 
they just uh, uploaded the whole thing in there. And, uh... Whoop. Oh, man, I just played a whole game. <laughs> yeah, and I know Kung Fu now, too. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, how was Tunic? So, I am curious to know why you chose this for me. I was not a big Zelda fan growing up. My wife was, but I was not. I, I don't know. I figured that Tunic was one that was unique. It was different. I felt like it was one that... I enjoyed with caveats and I wanted to talk to somebody about and I just forcing yeah. you to play it and I mean it seemed in the same <laughs> vibe of things that you played I thought that it was overall pretty good just you know it was, it was a pretty good game it wasn't overly long and it is interesting and you know I think it'd be rather it's better if something's interesting yeah than yeah. anything else um so it is. It was an interesting game. It's not one... It was one that when... I mean, there's a ton of news articles coming out on it. It was, what, one guy made it, right? I think, yep. or two. Yeah, yeah one it was guy. one guy. I think someone else might have done, like, the music. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. And uh, it's... For one guy making it, it's amazing how much thought and all that. He must have spent years building it. Because it's, it's... You could tell there was love and a lot of of uh, what's it, hard work put into it. I mean, it was... It's definitely a throwback to the 80 games of Zelda and those ones where they kind of just... I mean, you plop into an area. You start out as a fox, and they're just like, okay, go have fun. There's not even English in it. I mean, it's got that gibberish language. Yeah, and, not at first. Yeah. It's... <laughs> and so, uh, you know, like I first... You know, I did start playing it uh, without any accessibility, and then... I was just like, I really have no idea what I'm doing. And so, and I was dying a lot. So I turned them on just to play. Uh, and it was, it was a good game. I really liked it. I think I would, I don't know if I've rated it yet, but I would think I'd give it a solid four out of five. Uh, the yeah. graphics were good. Uh, I enjoyed the art style he chose. The music was amazing. I, I loved it. Um, he, he did a great job with it. Uh, I enjoyed the story aspect to it. I loved finding all the secrets. Uh, just kind of... I mean, there was literally, like, every little area on the map, there was something. You just... You hidden. And it was fun just spending time doing it. Uh, my wife enjoyed watching it. Cause she, like I said, she enjoyed Zelda. So she... She was having fun with it. My daughters would have fun with it. They loved the, the little cute fox. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was a very fun game and I enjoyed it. Yeah, I I like I said I thought it was good. I just thought it was there were some things I just wanted to talk to someone about that and forcing someone to play it yeah. just seemed like the way to go. <laughs> so what do you want to uh, talk about? What do, what would you want to talk about it? So I think yeah overall I I would agree that I liked I played a lot of Zeldas when I was a kid. Um, I also turned on accessibility towards the end. Uh, I guess, like, my main thing was, did you like how little it fed you information? Because the game just kind of said, like, uh, like, it was like, where do we go? And the game just yeah. looks at you like, I don't know, figure it out. Like, uh, yeah. kind of like an abusive father, just sort of threw you into the pool and hoped <laughs> that you knew how to swim. Like, oh, he'll drown or he'll swim. Yeah. And it drank its beer and sat back. And <laughs> Yeah. And spoiler alert, that's what my wife likes to do when we go to pools for our young kids. Yeah. She just is like, I mean, she watches them, obviously, but she yeah. still is like, go figure it out. Like, well, it was, it's definitely a lot different than what you see games do nowadays. Uh, 
it's not you know those things it's like you know there's endless tutorials and those other games there's like holding hands through almost halfway through the game now this does none of that you wake up as a fox the sun rises and you're off and mm-hmm. you have to figure out what to do you have to i mean the first thing you need to do is go find those pages as much mm-hmm. as you can and those give you little tips and everything so uh it's gonna be fun for some if you enjoy that stuff if you're more of like i just want to get my achievements or get my money's worth and move on it's probably not the best game for those type of people because Mm -hmm. it's going to take you some time to figure out what to do yeah i used so i'm i'm not i think if i was younger and i didn't have a full-time job and i was just given this and it was the only game that i ever had to play like i you know when i was younger i would have loved this a lot more um yeah i used i tried i used guides sparingly but I did use the guide. Same. Mostly because there would be a lot of times where I'd just be like, okay, but where do I go now? Yeah. Like, I just wanted a little direction. Just a smidgen yes. of, like... Because there's a point when you do... Like, you go to the forest temple, and you mm-hmm. do the thing, and then I was like, okay, but... Where are we going? Yeah. Like, what... I, I wanted that. And that's that, I think... Yeah, but, you know... It's good because there's going to be a yeah. lot of people who are like, "Oh, you just did it wrong. You turned on the assist." And like, "No, no, I like I I did it the way I wanted to do it." Yeah, but well, I mean, they just don't. They don't give you anything. I mean, you need to. And this isn't. I don't feel like this is really a spoiler, but it's like you have to hit those two bells at the beginning, one on each side, and mm-hmm. they didn't even tell you like go in this direction. It's somewhere in this area. They just literally plopped you in the map and said, "Go figure it out." Yeah, so, like. They didn't even tell you that you had to ring the bells. Yeah, we're spo- no. <laughs> nothing. We're spoiling this for you if you don't know. And honestly, well, I mean, there there's still some... twenty hours left in the game. After yeah, that, and there but... there are some of those puzzles that I have no idea how anyone yeah. would solve. Like that are just way too obtuse. And even if I was a kid who was really dedicated to finding it. Yeah, like some of those collectibles that you have to get that are behind walls. You have to input stuff, which are on the pages, but then it's just sitting there having to figure out, okay, this, go to this area, input this code, and it's on page, I think there's like a 60-page booklet that you have to find two pages at a time, and it's, you have to figure out which page it is and what input code it is, and then the one on the mountain towards the end, that's, again, it's like (laughs) 50 inputs, you know, and that's just it's crazy and i'm the same way with you like my gaming time is definitely i like to keep it very streamlined because i don't get a lot of it at certain Mm -hmm. times and trying to sit down and and bang my head against a wall for two hours that i might get in a day it's not very fun (laughs) yeah like so like and i i can totally concede that there's a person that this is totally going to resonate with and if yeah if, if if you're listening and you're like that sounds rad. I, I'm so... I hate that games are just like... You know, I think uh watched an Ego Raptor one where he's just like... Everyone's like, Mega Man, Mega Man, you gotta do this yeah. to shoot! It's like... <laughs> yeah, it doesn't not, do that. <laughs> it's not like the old Halo games where you're in a level... And you just have to go from the beginning of the level to the end of the level. There's nothing special about it. This is stuff to figure out if you want to get it... Especially if you want to get it 100% and get all the collectibles and everything. It's gonna take some time to... Yeah, and, figure out. and even then, the way that it plays with its isometric scheme for some of the secrets as well, that there's this, like, there's sometimes when you take a hidden path and you're just like, wait, what? <laughs> that was there? 
yeah. the whole time, yeah. and you didn't tell me. And, yeah. But yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. One of the things I'm always worried about, I guess, or worried about with this format, is I pick something and someone's just going to be like, "What the hell, dude?" <laughs> well, I mean, I'm always like, I mean, this is why I like <laughs> achievement hunting. Is it's ever since I've started it, however long ago, it's it's made me play games that I wouldn't wouldn't play, and I've enjoyed new franchises, new style of games, and. I enjoy it, and this was another one that was like, okay, this was definitely a, a very big work of art that the guy created, and it's fun. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, th- I think it's definitely worth, worth checking out. Still don't know what the story is about. No, because there's no English in it, so no- I, don't, I, I think you die. I think, and that's not really a spoiler alert because again, that's at the beginning of the game, but. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, I, yeah, I shrugged. I, that's exactly like I finished the game and I got my last achievement, and I went. Huh. I shrugged my shoulders and 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 uh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay. I, I beat the final boss and I was like, did we learn anything? Yeah. Uh, yeah. There is a. There's two endings and I did actually do yes. both endings. Yes. Same here. Yeah. I think you have to if you want to get the hundred percent, you have to do both of them. The those two styles, but it's fun. I would I would recommend it. I know Kush really likes it and he needs to go back and finish it. So. Yeah, uh, and it's. It's quick with a guide. I imagine if you tried to do it without, I can't say. I mean, it depends on how smart you are with puzzles. Yeah. I would say with a guide, I think it was, I saw some videos up that were five to seven hours. With a guide, without, I would say 15 to 20 easily. Maybe even more if you're trying to get everything, go everywhere. I think I was at about 10 because, like I said, I just used it to, like, I used it for mop-up and I used it to give me direction. I just yeah. wanted to know, like, okay, where do I go? And once I yes. got to the spot, I did the dungeon and figured it out on my own. And I don't think you're locked out of anything either. So Never, feel free no. to just go through and do whatever you want. If you pick up this game, I think we both recommend it. Go and have fun with it. And then whenever you do need to mop up stuff, you might have to start over. But it's really not that long of a game. So even if you do have to start over on a new save file, it's not going to take you long. Yeah, no. I, yeah, there's one specific thing that you could miss that I knew about, and I just did it. Yeah. Um, so I did have a weapon that I was not supposed to have. Yeah, yes, I did that. That was my first achievement. Cause I was <laughs> yes. just kind of looking at it because I wanted to make sure there wasn't any missables, and so I looked at it, and I was going through it, and I saw that, and I was like, you know what? It's only took It only took like 20, 30 minutes. I was like, I'm just going to knock this out real fast, and then I can just go and enjoy the game from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then... Yeah, you can actually, if you know what you're doing, you can get a lot of achievements very fast. There's a lot of hidden treasures that they don't make you privy to Yeah, uh, that do something. I don't know what the hidden treasures do. I never actually went to the room. Yeah. Never had, I don't know where it is. (laughs) I I have all of them. Yeah, I did the fairies. The fairies are collectible. I went to that, and it was pretty cool to see them all swirling around and what, but I mean. Yeah. The the hidden treasures, though, they're in the chest. There's 12 of them, and (laughs) I don't know what they do. I think they're just little trinkets for your room. Yeah, but I don't know where that yes. room is. <laughs> I never you do. Found you it. probably just didn't know that it was your room. It's one of the main like rooms is you're considered your room where you can sleep the night and everything. But oh, and you change it to yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think trying that's to considered be... your main room. Okay, I just didn't know because I was like, I thought there was an area where they all just kind of hung out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Overall, I'm trying to be as vague as possible so that you know, because it is about the exploration. And yeah, even though I didn't want to learn at my own pace, I just kind of wanted <laughs> to do it. 
other people. I don't. Like I don't think. Yeah, I don't think collectibles are really any spoilers, anyways. I mean, it's just they were just little trinkets that. Yeah, some, I guess they wanted you to find. They're interesting little puzzles. I can yes. see from just knowing the solution. Yes. So. <laughs> anyway, let's go from Tunic to <laughs> the Minions of Hell. Yeah, Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal's rad. Um, I played, I beat the main campaign. And while I own the DLC, I did not do the DLC for this. I just wanted to keep it Yeah. kind of like if someone was playing on Game Pass. Yeah. They could just do it and see what it was all about. Doom Eternal is... Uh, if Doom 2016 was like old Doom, this is Doom 2. So it's on. it takes place mostly on Earth. Uh, and the it's the weirdest thing the plat there's a lot of like climbing in some of the early levels and that's what turned me off of it so you have to do like really? you have to jump onto a surface and climb and look back and kind of do like some parkour not like total like mirror's edge stuff but i, I found mm-hmm. those first few levels kind of clunky but going back to it like they kind of ease that back a lot because like there was some levels where i'd get lost because it would try to add like verticality in a way that the other level in doom 2016 it just didn't and so i'd get lost and i'd just be like okay where am i supposed to go though like because i don't want to those two doom games i don't want to think i just want sure i I follow my path based on a steady stream of dudes that want me dead and that's how i know i'm going the right way the more people want me dead the more i have to be going the right way and having little moments where it's just like oh no it's a platforming thing and for me the it's like it has like a texture on the wall that's all craggly and for some of those like in there's like a snowy kind of area it looked just like the normal wall so i don't know if that's just me i'm also colorblind so i could just be wrong or whatever but i was just having a heck of a time figuring out where that is that aside doom eternal is great and i highly recommend it they've done a lot of cool stuff uh, like they streamlined collectibles. Like I almost have all the collectibles in it because they have the auto map and it just tells you where they all are and you can just oh. go pick them up and you can just go do the levels at your leisure. Um, do you like that? It, I do. I don't like searching for collectibles. I yeah. don't. It's just not in my blood. I hate it. Um, and I also like the fact that because I am going to be going through with a guide for some of them because it tells you where it is but not how to get there. So there's some of them where it's like you can, it can yeah, it's there, but you have to take a roundabout way, figure out how to unlock all that and that can be a massive pain. So yeah, especially like, cuz a lot of collectibles don't really add a lot to the story and so when you're spending 5 10 minutes every time trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's nice. And it's like, a, you know, you have to get like a codex entry. And, you know, again, there's some people that probably love reading those codex entries and figuring out more about the lore. I like shooting demons. Which I think most people are there for. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of a... It, it, it breaks the flow for me to just like, oh, stop. Let me read this term paper. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Yes. I like, <laughs> like this you, anecdote. Like, can you just imagine, <laughs> like, can you just imagine a demon like, oh, let me write out my lore real fast and put it in yeah. this little bucket. <laughs> That's gonna be. We worked really hard on that lore. <laughs> and like I just uh, like to, yeah. And it's it it has a different system wherein uh, so they have the glory kills. So if you've done uh, Doom twenty sixteen, if you 
hurt an enemy enough, but not quite the flash. And then you can melee them, and then they turn into a big bloody pinata full of health. Mm-hmm. This one also adds, if you chainsaw enemies, they drop ammo. And if you set an enemy on fire, because they give you a flamethrower attachment, you can drop armor if they're on fire. Mm. So it's a mix of, like... Ideal gameplay is a mix of trying to balance out all of those things because something else that I didn't like at first was I kept running out of ammo for the guns that I liked because Mm -hmm. this game purposefully, I would say, gives you less ammo in general to try to make you mix up which guns that you use and they really hammer home the weaknesses for certain enemies. So I'm the kind of guy that just likes using the super shotgun because it's the best weapon in video games and it it's just like no dude use these other guns that we made please here use them and they're not different than any of the other guns they're the same guns actually I think it is exactly the same minus like one uber weapon that you get at the end an optional one Um, but yeah they make you mix it up Uh, which once I started playing it by their rules and not mine it made more sense you know did you like did you like that because that was one negativity I'd heard after the game released was people didn't like that kind of aspect of the game compared to the 2016 version I I'm torn so I get it because one thing I've heard like watching a lot of stuff from people who make video games is they'll say stuff like if given the opportunity video uh, players will optimize the fun out of a video game. Mm-hmm. So they'll just like they'll take the most efficient path and they'll like strip all of the fun out of it and getting there. So was it? I mean, there still was weapons that I didn't use though, or didn't find yeah. the usefulness of, and so it's. I'm of two minds. I still really just would rather have been able to just use my super shotgun and do all that, but they add in a lot of cool things to try to balance it out, so it's different. I don't know. I'm. I can see it either way. I I would just I guess I would have preferred to just keep it the way that it was, but yeah, I, I like I'm that. Not, yeah, yeah. It, different people are going to have it, you know, see it differently than I am. So I get that, and I like that they added in cool new like set piece stuff, and they mix up the environments a lot instead of just being Mars, because Mars and and laboratories is fine, well, but adding in the cities yeah. and you know, actually going to hell and taking the fight to them and, and all that. That's that's pretty rad. Uh, and the multiplayer is worse. That's yeah. I will say that. It's not. And, it's different. And there's multiplayer achievements, right? There are. They don't seem too bad to boost. You only need three okay. people. But the idea is that it's two demons. One person's the slayer, and the demons have to just kill the slayer as fast as possible. Um, and the demons are just. Uh, the slayers just killing demons mm-hmm. and that's kind of how it works so it's interesting yeah i wasn't are, were you a fan of the in the 2016 with the i felt it was kind of tacked on multiplayer is the I, way to put it <laughs> well i guess i i played it with a group of people from the server okay. so it was one of the first things that i did as part of the community was tw- doom 2016 so I have really good memories of playing it, but it did feel mm-hmm. a little tacked on. I enjoyed my time with it, but yeah, I was like, this didn't need to be. And yeah. I applaud them for trying. I just don't think that that really hits the mark, and I don't see a lot of people playing that. But yeah, 
Also, you can uh, deck out your Doom guy. Mine was dressed as Commander Keen for the entire playthrough, which made the cutscenes <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, probably would, yeah. <laughs> he had the big helmet and everything, and he would just yeah. like stand next to a demon and look all grim, and he's wearing a pink shirt. <laughs> he's just ready to go. I'm on my break, guys, but I think I need to <laughs> put that on hold to kill you. So, it's just Commander Keen all grown up. He's seen things. Yeah. <laughs> Ruin my PTO, man. Oh. <laughs> I was trying to go visit the shores of Hawaii. Oh, well, that's cool. Hey. I, I like that you can customize it because I think in the last one they didn't. I don't think you ever really saw much at all, even in the cutscenes. No, so that's nice. you, you could customize your Slayer in the multiplayer. Yeah, but wasn't that wasn't all that great. So. Yeah, and you can also go for classic Doom 2 look, which is what I uh, did for a while. So that was all very, it's all very cool. I'm glad that this got me to play it because I had just been sitting on it forever. and just Yeah, not... I saw you had the st- some achievements in it, but it's not... I think you had maybe one or two levels done or something. It wasn't very much. Yeah, I had done a bit of multiplayer, but now, yeah, it's, and it's a fairly easy completion too since they tell you where all the collectibles are, like... I would just find it's an auto map and it would just tell you like here's the map here's where everything is and you could just be like oh cool and then just grab everything and uh from there uh you only have to work on a few weapon upgrades because that's a big thing is like once you find the weapon mods there's little challenges that you have to do and uh this game has seven skips that you can just find out in the world and they'll just complete that challenge, that mastery challenge for you, so you don't have to do them. Which was a big thing in 2016, was that you had to figure out how to do all those stupid challenges for weapons that you may not have liked. Yeah. So yeah, like I could skip some of those. There's a walkthrough too. I did not use the walkthrough on TA, but I'm sure you could. Yeah. I just, I just figured it out on my own. So how would you, I would kind of say, you know, you've got the older games, and then 2016 kind of did a modern update on it how would this compare to the 2016 one this is i would say i'm i would say this is just right on par with the 2016 one there's there's some things that you know if you liked that 2016 one there's you're going to like it and if you didn't like the 2016 doom then there's nothing that this game does that's going to make you feel like oh i should do this it's not going to fix any of that it's it's more doom uh as a fan of almost all of the doom games yeah it's cool that they they did that um you know it's it's better than doom 3 okay don't like doom not, 3. A, not a hard i was gonna say that's, that's kind of the going consensus is probably not the <laughs> least favorite one of everyone's but hey for what i could see a doom 3 um yeah <laughs> It's just because you couldn't play as Commander Keen. That's the only reason. Well, right? yeah, you get you add in Commander Keen, and then woof, ten on ten, best of the series, baby. But yeah, I think it's I think it's worth a go. I have not tried. I own the DLC, but I've not tried the DLC yet. Uh, I believe it's just more story stuff. It's yeah. Very story focused. Like there's a lot more story to it, which is interesting because I've never. Not that to say I don't care about story in games, but just in Doom, I'm like, I don't know. Is this why you're here? Yeah. Like, does this you're matter? You're here to shoot. Like, like, like you said, you just shoot, you move on. You shoot, you move on. <laughs> the end of the game, great game, let's move on to the next game. Like, 
yeah, here's a big, here's a big thing. Kill it. Yeah. And you do, and it's great. And uh, yeah, as a as a guy that loved Doom Two, the original Doom Two, Hell on Earth, uh, an absolute ton. This is it's a nice little love letter. There's a lot of okay. hefty nods to it. So if you're a fan of the series, I think you could do a heck of a lot worse yeah. than this. And uh, seeing that it's on Game Pass and that everything, I would highly recommend it. This would be probably a pretty easy four to a four and a half. Oh, or good. so, depending on the day. So, very good, very, uh, very quick too. I don't think I spent all that much time on uh, beating the story. Uh, I just played through on easy though, because you don't have to play through on a harder difficulty. I like so, that. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I'm lazy as I've gotten older. I don't want to. Yeah. I have well, nothing to prove. Like to we were talking about with yeah, like we were talking about with <laughs> you have so much time to play. Like, why am I gonna, uh, you know, grind my head against the wall trying to figure out how to beat it on, whatever hell difficulty or whatever it is that's the hardest on this? And yeah, enjoy your to, time. I don't need to beat things on nightmare difficulty anymore. I, you know what? There are better video gamers than me. If you think yeah. you are a better video gamer than me, then great. You can look to the left and look to the right and be like, <laughs> yeah, I beat it on hell, and no one's gonna care. Nope. Hey, I mean, as far as the achievement's concerned, as long as you beat the game, you can just say you did. No yeah. one will know. <laughs> True. So, yeah, that was that was that was fun. I'm I'm glad we did this. I think it was a yes. good good little experiment. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for a good recommendation. Oh, hey, no problem. And uh, yeah, so this is uh, one for you, one for me. I, I've been vulgar Latin. Uh, and I've been Wild West. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see you on the next one. Later.